0: Welcome to Persevere, the podcast that sheds light on the grit and passion of creatives on their journeys. Award-winning destination photographer Ian Ivey is host to these
1: incredible stories to encourage you to pursue your passion. Hello, hello, creatives, and welcome back to Persevere. Today, we are speaking with the founder of Global Media from Westminster, Maryland. The Global Media team has combined experience of over 40 years that spans designers, photographers, videographers, musicians, and various creatives. This full-service creative agency has served Grammy Award-winning artists, White House officials, and some of the largest nonprofits in the world, as well as been featured in Time Magazine and more. It's my pleasure to announce uh, and introduce today's guest, Justin Willett. Justin, I am thrilled to have you on with us today. How are you?
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So for our audience who may not know you and your business yet, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
0: Sure. Um, So my name's Justin Willett, and I live in Maryland. And I started this company uh, after playing guitar in a band for a number of years and working with other musicians and artists, um, and also did a lot of work um, overseas with nonprofits and humanitarian organizations. And during that time, really just built those relationships and then started producing video content and different creative campaigns for them and And that was really what uh birthed global media was um partnering with different artists and nonprofits to um really be a voice for those organizations and the work that they're doing overseas
1: yeah, no, that's so like. I love this, like the scale of it. And um, you had mentioned to me that you had started this business as a passion to you know, share stories of hope from around the world. Did you always want to make a global impact with your business or did something like spark inside of you to take things to the next level?
0: Sure, it would it, it really was after my first international trip was in 2007 and uh, I was invited to visit a community in Ethiopia. And there was about 500 children that lived in that community. And really the trip was, was just to go and meet those children and see some of the programs that were being done there. And then um, as a band, we returned back to the U S and, and just started telling everybody we knew about like what we saw and, and the need that was in that community. And then through our concerts, um, had looked for sponsors for those children and, and it was really at that time that I saw how through videos and photos and being the voice for those children, uh, change was taking place. And so we mm-hmm. returned back to that same community and saw things like a clean water well that had been put in and a new school that had been built. And the the transformation that took place there uh, was really what, what inspired all of this to, to continue building those campaigns and and championing the work that was being done in those communities.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And so you said that your travel just started in 2007. That's, it seems recent, but I know it's far away We're already in 2022. But um, so I know like we've been in the pandemic and a lot of people haven't been able to travel. Um, how have you been able to still keep those global connections going?
0: So my last trip was actually in February of 2020. So right before a lot of things started to shut down. And and during that time, uh, had back to back trips to Mozambique, and then Guatemala. And then shortly after that, um, you know, travel was restricted for most places. And, and actually, I'm just now in the early stages of, of starting to plan some trips later this summer and into the fall. And so the past couple years was really just Using footage that we already had and and repurposing content uh but also sharing the stories of these communities uh that you know either live in poverty or have limited access to resources, and how the pandemic uh, had impacted them as well and so it has been a you know kind of an interesting couple of years we uh as a company travel a lot for concerts and and conferences and things as well, and so that definitely created an an obstacle with removing all of that over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, definitely. A lot of people have had to pivot. So totally get that. Um, Okay, so I want to go back a little bit and I want to know, like growing up, um, you said that you're in a band or you've been in a band and that's how you got started. Um, Were your interests um, in the creative field encouraged um, or did your parents or loved ones want you to do something more traditional in terms of a career path?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I grew up in a home where my dad was a piano teacher when I was um, really young and So when we turned, I have two brothers, and when we turned seven years old, we got piano books for our birthday, and (laughs) with that came piano lessons. And obviously, living with your piano teacher also meant that they knew whether you practiced or not. And so, (laughs) and so, yeah, that was definitely um, the kind of the early stages of that. Uh, My mom was a school teacher, and so you know, grew up in a musical family, and and later went on to play guitar. Uh, and so definitely grew up around kind of the, the creative and arts and uh, playing in church and, and in local bands in the area, uh, but always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. So I think from, from the age of like 11 or 12 years old, uh, started like a lawn care business and uh, just different things to that all became, you know, careers at some point. And, and I've always just kind of pursued different entrepreneurial opportunities. And, and then later through music, uh, I traveled for about 10 years uh, playing guitar in a band with my two brothers. And, and during that time, we did everything in-house. And so uh, my older brother did a lot of the management and booking aspects of it. Uh, I did all the web design and videos, graphic design and merchandise designs. And then my younger brother did video editing and, and stuff as well. And so uh, I would say it was always something that was encouraged. Um, my mom being a, a school teacher was a little hesitant that, you know, at the age of 16, we're like, hey, we're going to go on tour and and this is going to be <laughs> our career. And, you know, we, we definitely met some resistance, I'd say, from uh, more of a typical mindset of, Going to a four-year college and those kind of things, but at the same time, I, I think a lot of people did recognize it was a very unique opportunity to travel the country and then later the world, and just pursuing those dreams. So uh, definitely felt supported through that.
1: Wow, I just I love how your uh, your journey through traveling started just kind of here, like stateside, and then expanded out. And so has it always felt like pretty much anywhere you go is like home at this point or do you still get homesick for Maryland?
0: Yeah, I, I do. Like I I love Maryland. We um, live about three and a half hours from the beach and 30 minutes from the mountains. And, and, you know, I, I'm often asked, like you've been to all these different States and countries and if you could pick anywhere to live, where would it be? And uh, to me, Mar- Maryland is home. And so I I, I love being there. I love, the, having all the seasons and the variety of landscape. And so definitely starting, you know, more stateside and then traveling internationally. Um, I I love experiencing new places and and I think it really impacts your worldview and how you approach things in life.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question. Is I don't know if it's gonna create controversy, con- controversy. Wow, can't even say it. But um, so, what is your favorite food from your travels, or where is it located?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, my my favorite food group is ice cream. So, oh. that that's a uh, you know obviously a more I'd say like U.S. based uh, food item, but. Uh, one, one of my favorite experiences was in Ethiopia, um, being a part of a coffee ceremony. And it, it was actually, you know, a pretty long process where they, uh, they roast the beans right in front of you and, and grind the beans and, and it's all done by hand. And it was honestly some of the, the best coffee I've ever had. So that was a, a really unique experience to be a part of.
1: Wow. I've never heard of that before. I've heard of tea ceremonies, but not a coffee ceremony. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so you have a pretty impressive client list. Like what would you say has helped you get noticed by this type of clientele or what work did you put towards getting to to that level um, that you currently are at with your business?
0: Sure. Uh, honestly, a, a lot of it was just continuing to provide uh, a high quality work and, and being available saying yes to things that at the time may have been a little outside of the box of things that we typically do, or um, you know, a lot of, a lot of our clients being within the entertainment world, especially there's so much last minute things where it's, Hey, this Mm. is happening tomorrow or next week or, uh, things that you would you would hope you would have, you know, weeks or months to plan for. And that's just not the reality a lot of times. And so we've kind of built our business on having really quick turnarounds. And I think mm-hmm. because of that, uh, word has has just spread that, hey, these, these guys and girls can can get this done quickly and at a really high level still.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're a 100% right on that, because uh, you got me thinking about it. And I believe every like high profile client I've had has had just been like super last minute, like, oh, can you shoot this, you know, three star Michelin chef all of a sudden and like, you know, tomorrow, like, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, so always be prepared for the unexpected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and, and
0: I think too, it's just being confident in your ability, you know, and, and when you are presented with these opportunities, just figuring it out a lot of times where I, I think there's plenty of opportunities that I could have said no, or felt like, man, we don't own the, the right equipment for that, or we don't have the, the a crew big enough to do that. Uh, but I, I'm just a, a big believer in, in, in pursuing your passions and and kind of trusting your gut on things and and if it feels like something you're capable of pulling off then believing in yourself to to be able to do that
1: yeah definitely so Switching things up a little bit, I know you mentioned that you travel a lot with different nonprofits. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and which organizations you support? And also, I know you have Global Good, if you want to share about that initiative.
0: Sure. So the uh, the Global Good was something we started two years ago um, as a, a give back from our company. And each year we select um, a different member of the community or organization and it's really just a way to support things that we believe in and, and people that uh, we believe are contributing back to society in a good way and and so for the first year uh, we funded a well that was in Mozambique and that was just a way to that, that was an area we had visited several times uh, on video shoots and it was really just a way to to be able to provide a very tangible need for that community. Hmm. And then uh, last year um, we supported an organization called Sunny Sunshine, um, which was a resource for cancer patients and uh, was a way to provide tangible needs for them as they would go through treatment. Uh, And so, you know, a lot of times that was, either things like groceries or medical bills or either a simple household item sometimes. And uh, so each year it is a little bit different, um, but there's just a way as a a company to kind of champion some of those causes and things that we've been a part of, Um, maybe even on a client side initially that they were a client of ours, but then we get to turn around and, and be a part of helping out in that way.
1: Wow, oh, yeah, I love that. And I know a lot of companies lately and creative businesses are trying to incorporate more of a um, you know, uh, a system where they can give back to the community. Do you have any tips for people that are wanting to start doing that? Um, do you recommend collaborating with an uh, outside resource before you try doing something on your own?
0: Yeah, I think it really has to come uh, from, just an honest place. Like it has to come from your heart that it's not a publicity stunt or mm-hmm. something that you're hoping to gain recognition for. Uh, you know, we, we honestly even debated sharing about it because it was like that, that wasn't the intention of this. This this was really just a way to help support these initiatives. And And at the same time though, we felt like using our platform to be able to tell other people about it, what did play a big role in in helping these organizations that we believed in, and and so ultimately that is why we choose to share about it each year. Uh, and and I think people just see straight through those types of things when it's like, oh, this company's just doing this so it looks good to the public, or
1: right, <laughs> uh, that,
0: you know, but their their heart's not in it at all. And so, um, yeah, for for us, it, it really does come from a pure place of of just these are things we would support whether we were going to share about it or not
1: yeah definitely I think there there has to be those conversations with yourself and saying like what you know what things do matter to me like what do I want to be a part of and make a difference in and do it for you know that greater good and not just for the clout
0: (laughs) for sure absolutely yep
1: Um, so the power of storytelling is so important. Um, you've mentioned this, it's on your website as well. Um, and especially like from my experience as a photographer, you know, not just to take something that's beautiful, but really, you know, get an emotional connection, you know, uh, speaking to the audience. What is your approach to storytelling in your business? And can you tell us some work that you've done recently that stands out?
0: Sure, I, I think sharing the story behind an image, or as part of a video, or even approaching a, a website to us always starts with that story. Like the the person that's on the other side of the camera has a story to tell, and for me, I, I really believe that that's our role in that is is sharing. Uh, whether it's a specific need they have or even just telling their story of things that have happened in the in the past and and so I think whenever we're editing a video or at a photo shoot it, it's really just listening during our conversations back and forth and and trying to find those pieces that are going to help inspire other people and and that's really how we approach every one of those aspects is is just trying to navigate, you know, the, the stories and conversations and then, um, help encourage other people through
1: that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what advice now would you have for someone that has an established business, um, but they want to expand their services to incorporate a team? Um, as I imagine that structure can be quite different than running things solo.
0: Absolutely. I, for me personally, I've I found that it's it was a really helpful process to uh, create some boundaries uh, personally and and for the company where you know you're kind of forced to establish oh what holidays are we going to take off and what what are the actual work hours and uh, what does our what do we want our schedule to look like and and so from that standpoint it, it was really helpful when. You know, we were first starting to add some staff members, and and really just um, establish some of kind of those guidelines as a company, and Mm -hmm. and how we wanted to operate. And and I think it is it's a big jump, you know. It's and it's also a different mindset. Like I, you know, I kind of operated as a freelancer for a long time, and and there's a lot of benefits to that also. Uh, but it, it really got to a point that it was, I either needed to start saying no to different things uh, or add a team to it. And, and I would say the in between was using other freelancers and, and the kind of outside agencies and things that I trusted uh, as that middle ground until it got to a point that I, I really needed to have people that I could count on and knew like I could accept a job and have the people available to be able to complete it. And so that, that's really what led to um, building out more of a team just to know that we're going to have these people with this skill set and we're going to have consistent results. Whereas using, you know, freelancers more frequently, at any point they could say no. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and and at some point, at sometimes that was after like, we would accept the job, kind of banking on like, oh yeah, this this person's a great animator, and they could be they'd be perfect for this. But they were already booked up, and then you're kind of left with, okay, now we got to figure this out. And uh, so, so yeah, that that kind of led me to doing more of a, a team mentality and and just having a consistent team to work on projects.
1: Yeah, I love that consistency with teams. That sounds really good, (laughs) especially for me as I'm thinking about expansion. Um, I would love to know how you developed your leadership style. I know that, you know, it's not something that normally comes easily to people, um, unless when you were working with your brothers, like you were the one in charge. (laughs) But I'm just like, curious, like how how you came into like your leadership voice?
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting, because I've actually never had uh, like a traditional job, you know, from mm-hmm. like I sh- shared before, like from an early age, I I worked for myself or was starting different businesses. And, and so because of that, uh, there's a lot of things that has been trial and error, but at the same time, I, I always kind of approach it of if I was going to work from, for somebody else, like what kind of things would I hope that they did and how would I want to be treated? And, how would I approach situations? And, and so I operate very much so in just a place of, of honesty with, you know, our team now. And, um, e- even from day one, it's, it's, you know, we have, uh, instead of having sick days and vacation days and it, it's all lumped together because I would rather then be able to say, Hey, I need to take this, you know, Tuesday off for whatever reason, instead of having to lie about being sick just because they <laughs> were out of vacation days, you know? Right. Um, and, and so, the, you know, that that's a very like specific example, I guess. But, but, you know, for me, it's like, I'd rather you just be upfront about I'm taking this day off because the weather's supposed to be nice. And I just want to spend the day outside. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I, I'd rather just know that than you fake having a cold or something. And, So, uh, so yeah, that, that's very much my approach is, is pretty laid back with that kind of thing, but, but operates, you know, a lot out of just being consistent and, and honest with each other. And, and then I think with that, you build trust with each other. So when things do come up, um, you don't, you don't even question it anymore.
1: Yeah. No, honesty, transparency, communication, all great things to have in a business.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yep.
1: Um, Well, it's been amazing getting to know more about you and your business. Um, I'd love to know what upcoming projects that you have.
0: Yeah. So we're uh, in in the process of planning some international trips this summer, and, and that'd be, you know, the first time to return back to some of these communities we've been to before and, and visit some new areas. And uh, we do a lot of work with an organization called Child Fund. And uh, so we're hoping to be able to return back to some of those areas soon. Um, we also work with uh, a local organization in, in Maryland called Hey Westminster. And uh, each month we produce videos for local Entrepreneurs and and startups and um, the the, or, the group you know gives out a grant each month to a to a new idea and then we produce the videos to help share their story and so that's an ongoing thing that um, we're just really happy to be a part of and help champion local startups and things and in our hometown as well.
1: Wow. I love that. That sounds great. I think that's so cool that you, you know, as much success as you have in your business, you're still giving back to those that are, you know, starting, you know, their journeys. I think that's amazing.
0: Absolutely. And and yeah, for us, that is so much, again, back to that storytelling aspect of, it's great to give, you know, a startup business $1,000. But it's even more valuable in a lot of ways to share that business with other people. And so Mm. that's a, you know, we're just huge believers in, in championing what other people are doing and, and helping share their stories.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for joining us today. I know that you'd like to share a special offer for our listeners. So where can our listeners find you and follow for more information?
0: Yeah. So, uh, all of our social media channels are just at global media and that's just G L B A L media. And our website is globalmedia.com. And for all of the listeners, uh, we just wanted to extend a 20% off discount. So if you go to globalmedia.com slash persevere, uh, you'll be able to access that discount there. And, and, you know, the, Really, our hope with that is that if there's a need for logo design or website design or a video even, that that's something that would just help be able to jumpstart other creatives and and provide a helpful service in that way.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And just thank you you to you, (laughs) because I feel like all of this information that you're sharing with us I just know for a fact that there's someone out there that's going to be listening and these words will, you know, resonate. And that's what this podcast is all about is just sharing these journeys and knowing that, you know, they have people that are out there willing to support them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in today. And we hope that you found this episode inspiring for your own creative journey. We invite you to subscribe and download on your favorite directory, as well as give us a follow on Instagram at Persevere Podcast. As always, we are sending good vibes to thrive and hope you are one step closer to pursuing your passions. We'll see you next time.